0: you're listening to the lima baptist temple podcast where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities if you want to know more about us visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. dot if you enjoyed our podcast be sure to subscribe and check us out on youtube all right, everybody. Welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. My name is Ben Anderson and I'm an associate pastor here at the church. And we are so glad that you're joining us this afternoon. Just as a reminder, every Tuesday we release the message uh, from the previous Sunday. Then Thursday afternoons we have our conversations podcast and where we kind of talk about the message or talk about something else. And today we have a special guest who I will introduce in just a minute here. But as always, we love to hear from you and we love interacting with you. So if you guys have an idea for our podcast or something or a topic you want us to wrestle with or put handles on, let us know. One of the best ways to do that is through our website. Head on over to limabaptisttemple.org. Specifically, check out the Central Hub There's a Connect tab there. Fill that out and just let us know that you are talking about the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, specifically the Conversations one, and we'll uh, add it to the list and we'll uh, talk about it. But today I have a very special guest. I have Rick Hudson, who is a missions coach, a missions mobilizer, and trainer. Trainer. Right. So, all
1: three titles.
0: All three titles. I had to write that down so I didn't forget. Okay. Uh, but Rick's just going to be sharing a little bit with us today. We have some questions. I'm going to interview him. But Rick, before we kind of dive into the rest of the podcast, why don't you just briefly kind of introduce yourself, who you are, and okay, then we'll sure. kind of
1: talk a little bit about the message. Uh, glad to. Well, I'm going to start with the connection to the church here. Yeah, that for My sure. wife, Carol. Uh, we've been married for 43 years next week. Okay. But my wife was raised in this church. Uh, she spent her teen, teen years here. And it was through uh, the former, one of the former youth pastors, Jerry Burton, who's yep. back here. Yeah, and he's State still around too. to this day. Yeah. But through his influence, my wife responded to the call to missions. Wow. And uh, the Lord took her to uh, a school down south in Chattanooga. We met. I had already responded to God's call upon my life from a different location. And... God brought us together in that student body, married, and we have about to complete 40 years of missions service. Yeah, Most of that has been in Mexico as church planters, but the last 17 years or 13 years have been here in the U.S. as a, as you said, mobilizer, coach, and trainer.
0: Yeah, and I'll have maybe you touch a little bit more on that, what that means a little later in our podcast. But yeah, we've been having fun with Rick this week. This week is our missions conference. So on Mm -hmm. Sunday... Uh, things looked a little bit different, Rick. You know, we had some missionaries come in, including yourself and Cher, yeah. in our Sunday morning groups period. And then we had Pete Holmes, who uh, a was a job. chief uh, development officer at Open Doors USA. Yeah. And he shared just a very challenging message oh, straight yeah. from Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Uh, which well-known
1: we've... text, but he did it. Just kinda of painted it in new light and new light. Made it yeah. fresh and
0: made it fresh. Challenge you didn't sugarcoat anything no, at didn't. all. Sure but did. it was really good and we just had we're we're having a great week. So I'm just glad you're here and could do this podcast with me.
1: Um, thank you for asking me. I'm glad to be here and uh, yeah, shoot away, and I'll do my best to answer the questions. Yeah, <laughs> now,
0: well, before we uh, get into that, you know, let's talk a little bit about the Message Sunday. Obviously, you know, it's about the Great Commission. Right. You know, from my perspective, it was just a great reminder. You know, just a few classes ago, I took, you know, I'm getting my master's degree, right. so I was taking right. a, a discipleship course, evangelism, mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to write a whole, you know, 20-page paper on the Great right. Commission. Right. So it was just a really good reminder of, you know, every believer's call it's not just a few people that you know have the title pastor or missionary but it is you know it's to encompass everybody Mm -hmm. and rick usually i mention it first thing in the podcast but everything that we talk about on our podcast is to remind people of our mission too which is go Mm -hmm. serve love and you know that word go you know we put that in there because that represents the Great Commission.
1: Well, you know, as I said Sunday, and I'll repeat it here, I believe that every child of God has a God-given missional role. In other words, God plans for all of his children, all of his followers, to have a role in that going part. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go to another country or go across the waters. But you you should be involved. Every believer should be involved in some way in getting the, as I say, the, the tip of the gospel spear. Into yeah. the darkest reaches of the world and so the the challenge is discovering that role yeah. and then engaging in it
0: yeah and sometimes that role is just you know literally across the street through somebody yes. else's threshold or you know through mm-hmm. the garden gate that divides the yard and right you know oftentimes we're thinking oh man i you know i'm not going to mm-hmm. mongolia or laos <laughs> or africa yeah but you know just, just most of us have a great mission field right mm-hmm. where we live
1: i would dare say for a lot of t- people. Um, Across the desk, yeah. So many companies are multinational. Uh, a lot of my friends work with people from different countries. Uh, it really is a globalized, uh, or as Friedman yeah. said, it's a flat Earth type of thing, yeah. You know, in a sociological aspect, right? Yeah. So it yeah, is. You well,
0: could- you bring up a good point because you know, even you know, when I my in my previous you know I call it life or world right where mm-hmm. you know I was in the insurance business and I was in contact with. You know, thousands of different people a year and just the different interactions. I find myself having to be a lot more intentional now that I'm in this pastoral role, you know, to make sure I'm placing myself in situations where I am being light in a dark place and engaging people, you know, that aren't believers. And well, a lot of my role is to equip the believer, but also I need to be making sure I'm. I'm doing my part in the going of the Great Commission. Right. And,
1: and, you know, Ben, that is a very wise observation. Um, it just kind of related to some of our time in Mexico as church planters. As you can imagine, when you start a new church, you're engaging the neighbors, community, anybody, you know, just yep. anybody's an opportunity, and, and God blesses those. But after a while, you get a group together, now you're discipling. And, and you're spending a lot of time with these new believers discipling, which it should be. Yeah. But I, too, came to a realization, wait a minute, I'm just discipling now. The evangelism yep. has sort of, and I had to go back and revisit, something. what can I do to get that element back? So yeah. it's a good question to ask yourself every once in a while and yeah. evaluate, where am I at? Am yeah. I am still engaging? Yeah, that's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, any takeaways from the Message Sunday from your side of things? Uh, Well. I know you have a whole bunch of notes yeah, there. Yeah, I did but... take some notes. And.
1: Uh, Nobody can read them but me, so that's, that's a, uh, like as you said, Pete did a great job, uh, just a favorite passage, as you can imagine, of mine, but he did make a statement that churches should be connected locally and globally with the Great Commission, yep. and that is so true. It, it I believe it starts at the local church, and I've often said this, Ben, the Great Commission is individually a mandate. But the vehicle for its accomplishment is through the local church. Hmm. So I That's think good. both aspects. Yeah. We have individual responsibilities, <clears throat> and at our mission agency, Fellowship International Mission, we say we don't send missionaries. We help churches send their missionaries. And so yes, the church needs to be engaged locally and globally uh, as it looks at the Great Commission. Yep. So That was my big biggest takeaway, and I had a little a couple minor points there, but that's that's my big one. Yeah,
0: no, and that's good. And I think, you know, depending on, you know, kind of the denomination of the church or the church background, you know, a lot of times they tend to lean one way or another. And I, you know, I don't know if there's a sweet spot or finding that sweet spot, but I, you know, it's a challenge to find
1: that balance. Uh, And, you know, I can really appreciate, uh, I interact with especially a lot of uh, pastors in rural settings or smaller church settings, many times just the pastors, the only one on staff. Yep. And uh, these gentlemen and their wives, they balance and juggle a lot. It's a ton. And I understand, you know, the dynamics and things that are pull and tug. So one of my roles is just coming alongside the pastor and say, if you have any questions or anything Hmm. you need to do with missions, but you just don't have the bandwidth, give me a call. We'll talk about what you need, kind of scope it out. I'll go do it for you and bring it back to you so that you can have something to work off of. Um, I love doing that and facilitating pastors. Now, larger churches such as LBT, uh, working with you, you know, as we ran up to the um, missions conference and the event for tonight, yeah. that's a blessing, and yeah. it was a you know joy working with you and kind of putting these pieces together. Yeah, it's so been those ways I enjoy working with churches, big or small, yeah. to uh, help them do that local aspect yeah. and connect. People. Well, in a
0: lot of ways, you're almost you kind of step into a role of a missions pastor for a brief moment. So (laughs) I often call myself an ad hoc pastor. Yeah. uh,
1: I, I'm not on staff, but if you can utilize my manpower, I'll I'll do it. Great resource.
0: Great resource. Well, thanks again for being here, but Rick, really what I wanted us to spend the majority of our time today talking about is just kind of hearing your story. You've been a missionary for a long time. You've been in this role Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, as that mobilizer, the coach, the trainer for a long time, you've met, probably thousands of different people, thousands of churches, just have a lot of different experiences. So I was hoping to maybe kind of pull some of those out of you that could, you know, maybe be an encouragement to those that are listening. You know, we have, you know, a wide range. We have young people. We have old people, people from literally around the world that, you know, tune in. So I think it's just going to be a really good time. But you touched briefly on kind of your wife's call to ministry and you just mentioned yours. But is there anything else around your call into missions that... You want to share
1: I, I enjoy sharing uh, that time in my life where God sort of revealed his path for me uh, I do it because it happened in my late teen years as I was finishing up high school and, and that's a key uh, years for many people you know kind of yep. deciding what I'm gonna do with my life and uh, I especially enjoy sharing at college campuses uh, when I have an opportunity to, like dorm devotions or something like that but just to, to be brief 17, 18 years old, kind of making my own plans, yep. you know, charting my course, you know. But uh, thankful for godly parents and a godly home, I knew that God had a plan for me. I would accepted Christ yep. as a young, uh, young younger man, younger child. But I came to the realization, Ben, that I was making a plan and God had a plan. Yeah, And I tell people, <clears throat> God never really kind of forced me into it. He just said, I've got a plan for you. And he left the choice with me. And over the course of my senior year, I I was searching and weighing that back and forth. And through the Spirit, just gently speaking to me, uh, I said, I wouldn't say it was a magical, not a magical moment, but you know, said, not a campfire moment. You Correct, know? yeah. But just over that course of the year, I came to realize God's plan would be better. And I surrendered. And I said, whatever you want me to do, Lord? So I graduated from high school knowing that I would, going to college preparing to be a missionary. Yeah, And God just confirmed that during my college years. Of course, he brought Carol to my life in, at college, and she too had been called to mission, as I said, yeah. under Jerry Burton's ministry here at LBT. And that was another confirmation. And so we married while in uh, college and embarked upon a great life adventure that we're still enjoying, but uh, that involved Twenty plus years as church planters in Mexico, those churches are still functioning. Yeah, which is a blessing to that know is that longevity. Uh, not anything I did; God's grace, uh, but just that that key point in my life when I I had the choice, and I'm so thankful that I listened to the Holy Spirit and said yes to God, as opposed mm-hmm. to. Uh, saying yes to my own plan because I don't think it would have worked out as yeah, well they don't know yeah they don't usually
0: work out as well
1: <laughs> they don't well let me just give you an insight to there not too long ago uh to circumstances I was able to go back to my hometown in Arkansas I reconnected to one of my high school f- friends and we spent the afternoon together reminiscing going back yeah. But I came away from that evening, a very enjoyable uh, time with a guy named Ron, who I believe now is with the Lord. But a lot of my friends went off to the university, the state university, got into drugs, just, you know, the yeah. life. To go. And I came away with the question, what if? Yeah. What if I hadn't said yes to God? Hmm. I probably would have gone down that course. Now, I don't know what exactly yeah. how it would have played out, but I certainly could see it potential that i would not have enjoyed the life that god has blessed me with and so that was a a very insightful moment again didn't happen too long ago that i was able to look back and say thank you lord for yeah directing my path
0: yeah Yeah. no it's good to you know reflect back and you know just kind of look back at how god's orchestrated Uh you know all those events and be thankful for it and appreciative and you know just praise him for how he's worked his, in our lives
1: his grace on our life you know, so undeserved undeservedly, yep. undeservedly uh, but I can attest God has been faithful yeah I just want to finish faithfully as well so yeah we are now
0: so I can imagine in you know this many years of ministry there's probably been a lot of highs there's mm-hmm. probably been a lot of lows and you know one of the questions I had put on our outline is you know kind of share I don't know if you have a most memorable or, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you get in trouble if you say, you know, the most memorable, but, you know, maybe share that a little bit about it and
1: this what that is. This may surprise you, but this okay. is my number one story. First, let me give you a little bit of history that you probably know, and I'm sure many people have heard about, but you remember the, what we call the Ecuadorian five, the missionaries, Nate Saint, uh, uh, Jim Elliott and Roger mm-hmm. and, and Ed McCully, and the other, um, they were killed you know, in, in the uh, jungles of uh, Ecuador in 1956. Um, not too long ago, Steve Saint, the pilot's son, made a movie called The End of the Spear. Yep. Some perhaps have seen that in the book or read the book. You know, book's better than the movie. <laughs> um, one of the men in that war party was named Mancaya. He was actually one of the two or three men that killed those five missionaries. Not too long after the death of those missionaries, um, well, I should say not too several years later, Steve Saint, the pilot's son, moved into that area and ministered. And he began traveling around the states and took Micaiah with him, who was now a strong believer in the okay. Lord and a hmm. leader in his tribe. Uh, I heard him numerous times. Steve would interpret for Micaiah, who only spoke Wadani, he spoke very little Spanish. But I was at a large university, um, in on the East Coast, and Steve and Micaiah were the keynote speakers. And I was talking with Steve, and I said, "Hey, Steve, you think does Micaiah speak Spanish?" He goes, "Yeah, he speaks a little Spanish. May I speak with him?" He goes, "Oh, by all means." So I walk up to this gentleman, older hmm. gentleman, you know, just a uh, a Native American as it were, and I introduced myself speaking Spanish, and he did speak broken Spanish and he stuck his hand out and shook my hand. Wow. And I looked at my hand later. Yeah. This hand just shook the hand of a man who was part of the murdering tribe in wow. 56, now serving the Lord. Didn't wash my hand for yeah. a long time. <laughs> but it's a memory, you know, God's grace. Yeah. It took a, a warrior, mm. uh, a murderer if you would, who came to faith, became wow. a, a leader and I had the privilege of saying just at least hello to him and yeah. shaking his interacting hand and thinking, with him, yeah, talking with him, and just say thank you for your ministry. Now, because he had a, he was a powerful speaker, even though he yeah. went through an interpreter, very powerful hmm. speaker. So that's that cool. that's probably my high point in ministry yeah. is shaking the hand. So that's kind
0: yeah. of the high point. What have been, <laughs> you know, some of the low points, some of the struggles? And if you need to kind of generalize, depending on what you know, yeah. let's talk
1: about that a little uh, bit. Oh, yeah there's definitely been some uh, low points you know as great as this adventure has been and is yeah uh yes i i'm not trying to sugarcoat anything there have been difficult days um so let me take you kind of about halfway down the scale and so there's just maybe you experience this yeah. too monday's always sort of hard if you especially haven't had what a, a good sunday and here i would just want to emphasize a little bit i am a big advocate of having a call Now, missiological circles and ministerial circles, that concept of a call can be debated a a little bit, but I'm an advocate that God places a specific call Hmm. on a person's life to a ministry. And that really becomes a driving force. And I say that because there were many Monday mornings I woke up and I reminded myself, I'm here serving here because God called me here. Not because anybody wants me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, that was just a down mm-hmm. moment. But I do place the emphasis. If you are going to a, uh, a location, maybe far removed from family, you may be the only foreigner mm-hmm. in that location, uh, I do believe you need to have that assurance of God's called me here, yeah. He's placed me here, and He will keep me here until He moves me on. Yeah. Because there will be moments when that will be all that sustains you. Yeah. Now, there's been some heartbreaks in some uh, dark valleys where you're asking God um, what's going on, what's going mm-hmm. to happen. You took a next step literally in faith because you yep. didn't know if the path would be there, but you knew God knew yeah. where it was there. So I, I, I want to be fair and transparent that there's been yeah. three or four times in my life when we just have gone through a dark, uh, a dark valley, as it were. But I can say this, having passed through those valleys... God was with us all the way. Hmm. He's still there, and yep. sooner or later the light shines again. Yep. He illuminates the path, and we keep walking. Yeah, so, yeah, yep. Again, no, God's good.
0: Yep, good wisdom, good yeah. insight. Thank you. Um, another question I wanted us to talk a little bit about: What encouragement would you give to those that are maybe wrestling with that call to ministry, or they've been thinking about being a missionary, or even on you know, joining the, a team at a church mm-hmm. or, you know, many different roles in ministry. You know, I know in my own life. I mean, that was something I kind of fought for several years. And even upon graduating Cedarville, in the back of my head, I was like, that's what I'm going to do when I retire, right? right. I can mean, retire early, 50, 55, <laughs> but I could still have a good, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, God brought me to Lima. And then, you know, I'm here about, you know, seven, eight years and, you know, I just start Mm -hmm. You know, I could could feel that, right? And, you know, people would say certain things and, Mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of know and then, you know, circumstances brought me here. But what what would you say Mm -hmm. to those people that are wrestling with that or maybe strong words like fighting it almost? Like not?
1: Well, first I want to kind of turn the spotlight on you a little bit. I (laughs) I don't mean to embarrass you. Oh, no, you're fine. I just want to affirm for a minute that I have been speaking with our friends here It's been a bit, I tell people, we're doing Memorial Weekend a weekend early. We've seen a lot of friends. And I just want to affirm that so many people have spoken highly of you and your Mm. ministry here at the church and and what you're doing. And uh, I I want to affirm that because I want you to know that's kind of a part of it. God blessing, Mm. you know, God affirming somebody's, and others can see that. So that's a key element through other people's other people see you doing that or would they affirm it so again we go back to the proverbs of seeking wise counsel yeah uh, that is a key uh, element of it i also and as a matter of fact in, in one of my roles as a developer helping people discover god's path especially as it relates to missions i encourage people try different ministries yep. um, try it once don't have to make a long-term commitment. You're not signing your life for it. But I would say, try this ministry A and then go to ministry B. Be honest and tell the leaders, I'm just checking it out. Yeah. Um, and I, I maintain that the Holy Spirit will start speaking your hearts and you're doing an activity and think, wow, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and do that again. And in fact, I do tell people, after maybe done four or five ministries, do what I call the one and done trial, trial then you look at that two or three and you go, I like doing that. I'm going to do it a little bit more. And I believe if you keep doing those two or three, then you're going to start saying, you know what? This is just it, that 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 mm-hmm. one. And I yeah. call that finding your sweet spot of ministry. Yep. Now, again, I'm speaking generally. But I, I think that's a great way for just anybody to kind of discover, well, what's my role in the church or in God's service or whatever? It's a great way to Explore possibilities. Now, I do believe parallel to that as you're doing that and getting involved in trying things and seeking God's face and direction through a very practical way. If you're reading scriptures, if you're praying, I think you begin speaking to mm-hmm. you spiritually. And I think in conjunction with your experiences, you will begin to sense that affirmation from God. This is what I have you. And I think it was just sort of come to focus that i i love doing this i've got a burden for this Hmm. and you just discover that passion in your heart yeah and i I maintain that's probably the closest thing to a call now we could get a little controversial problem (laughs) but i don't want to go down that path but we'll do that the next uh, podcast (laughs) but just being in a very practical sense i i believe those are Hmm. uh, good steps i've helped people go through these processes and and uh, you know now that comes to hey, this is what God's revealed to me over a year's time of looking and seeking yeah. and trying things out. Yeah, yeah. So. Well,
0: and I think what you said even about the affirmation side of thing, I know in my own life that's been mm. you know big, and it's a, it's encouraging. Not that we rely on that, right? Right. No. But yes. even I always challenge people when they're even discovering what their spiritual gift is. Like part of that process, you will receive affirmation from sure. other people. Sure. Um, you know the ways that only you can re- reveal God in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, there's no affirmation, well, maybe there's a little bit different area. Right. You know, like you said, we need to figure out what that is.
1: I point to Acts 13.1, mm. where the Spirit speaks to the leadership at the Antioch church. Yeah. They're fasting and praying, but there was a sense of affirmation. They laid hands on yep. them, Barnabas and Saul, Paul, yep. and sent them out. And so I think that is the greatest example of, of uh, how it comes together. Again, we're not doing this to please men. Yep but there is a sense of spiritual affirmation by church and others that we would respect and we would speak into our lives and say, I believe God may be just opening those doors for you. Yeah, Very good.
0: Well, kind of as we wrap up the podcast, we touched base on this a little bit in the beginning, but we talked about how, you know, the great commission is everybody's responsibility. You know, every believer, every follower, of Jesus, every, whatever, you know, term we want to use, believer, Christian, yeah. we all have the same mandate. We all have the same mission looks a little different depending you know depending on what our role is but what what encouragement would you give to those that are just like man i haven't just quite found my spot you know i go i work nine to five i'm busy i have family i have kids my time sucked dry and you know how am i supposed to do that
1: right well, let me just back up one step and just repeat what I said Sunday morning. For those who have listening who were there Sunday, forgive me for my repetition, but I, I come back to this illustration often is that we're in a, a game of sorts. And this is a game without a stadium, no bleach I mean, no bleachers, no yeah. spectators. And I even go so far as to say there's no benches on the sideline, no B team or C team, we're all on the field. Yeah. Or the pitch or whatever you want to call it we're all involved. And that game is the game of missions. Now the question is, what's our role? Mm. So my first emphasis is no spectators, no standing on the sidelines, get in the game. Then the the process, okay, what does that look like? And I do believe uh, we probably tend to limit it more than God does. Mm. I say most people think of mission's big three, going, sending, or praying. And definitely key element to the mission um, ministry, but there's so uh, many others. There is short-term trips. Yep. There is international welcoming yep. uh, working with migrants and other Yeah, I refugees. enjoyed how you
0: talked about welcoming on Sunday. Right. That,
1: have you ever engaged a, an immigrant and say, hey, can I help you with something? I I, hmm. I was an immigrant, as you can imagine, being a missionary in a foreign yep. country and there was times where I just didn't know where do you go to get something done yeah. for X <laughs> task, you know? Yeah. I need this. Where do I find it? And yeah. so, motivated by that, I've asked people who I thought maybe you know, from a different country and you know, I'd be respectful and said, may I help you? Is there anything that I could do? Yeah. And I've had questions like, well, how do I file for my social security card? Yeah. And I'm able to take them to the government office and say, here's how you do it. It could be as simple as, where do I find X product? Well, yeah. there's a store on that corner. Yeah. So, and you could just see the relief of the yeah. faces Hell, somebody cares. Oh. So I maintain that welcoming immigrants and refugees, and I would even say undocumented uh, migrant workers, and yep. we can have a different discussion yep. about that someday. But our first question should be, do you know Jesus? Yeah. So welcoming is that. Uh, but learning, learning more about missions make you more aware of what's going on. Uh, so any number of ways, whether it's reading a good book or interviewing some missionaries that you know, Uh, tonight's event uh, is kind of kind of unpack Hmm. maybe what the persecuted church goes through in different countries Uh, and with that knowledge you play more effectively Hmm. so learning is another one of those uh, encompassing uh, activities that people get involved in but that is one of my roles is helping people discover those roles and sometimes it's been quite creative when we explore together and God all of a sudden says (laughs) (laughs) and I even thought wow that is missions, isn't it? Yeah. I never did put it yeah. together, but God does. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's neat. Well, Rick, I'm thankful you were willing to jump on here with me and just kind of chat a little bit about kind of it your role in missions and just missions and the Great Commission. And, you know, it's been a fun, you know, few minutes on here. And thank you for joining us and being Certainly. faithful uh, every Thursday afternoon to jump on our conversations podcast. We are thankful for you. And as always, we want to hear from you. So head on over to limabaptisttemple.org. You connect with us there. Just make sure we know you're talking about the Conversations podcast and we cannot wait to hang out with you next Thursday. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online
1: at limabaptisttemple.org.